0: Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily top-level live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse.
1: camera shy maybe you have a fear of doing live video in front of an audience this week Gemini, and i will be discussing how to overcome your fear of doing live video or live streaming with kevin colby now you might remember kevin if you don't he was actually on an episode of social chatter that Gemini were on uh what was that Gem? about a month ago maybe i think and right, it was episode uh, 252 Yes, and they can check that out at socialchefs.com forward slash sc two five two. And the reason I say that is because, you know, this was actually the first time I actually met Kevin. He is extremely knowledgeable about live video, but he also has the background to back it up. And that's the thing we're going to be talking with him today about, in addition to obviously how to overcome your fear of doing live video, we're going to talk with Kevin about his background. And we're also going to talk about ways to help you become more confident on camera. And one cool thing that I'm interested in hearing is how to stream as if there are a hundred thousand viewers watching. So isn't that right, Jim? You know, when we go to stream, a lot of times we're doing this solo, we're in our office, we're at our desk by ourselves, wherever that is, right?
2: Oh yeah. And not to mention there can be all kinds of distractions you know, because you're not in a closed-in set. And, you know, and that's part of where Kevin comes from. I mean, Kevin has been with networks. You know, he's a live streaming video. He wants to say specialist, but we're going to call him an expert. And, uh, and I'm excited because he's from where I spent about the last, I spent about 18 years of my life in North Carolina. He's in the Raleigh area. Beautiful place. Hopefully the storm wasn't too bad that uh, recently passed through uh, different parts of the country. But uh, let's get him on and get things started.
1: Definitely. So Kevin, thanks a lot for joining us again. Hello? Hey. <laughs> Hello. We're over here. We're
2: over here.
3: <laughs> Hello.
2: Listening on, right?
3: Are we gonna wait till some other people get here? <laughs> <laughs> don't you uh, love that?
2: Oh yeah.
0: Like, Every I don't week, help. right?
3: Thanks. Thanks for inviting me to your live stream and then ignoring me. <laughs>
1: I will say this. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they, they do exactly what you yeah. are just demonstrating, which is, you know, they wait for people to show up to their stream. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lonely place. You're just, I mean, it's wasting time, first of all. But at yeah. the same time, I mean, you you need to train and teach people to arrive on time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
2: It's great. It's great having you on. You know, Thanks I know for you having me so back. Great. Oh and, yeah. yeah. And, and, this is, and this is a different show, so you'll be in a different place.
3: That's why I got a different shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Always well, prepared. Always prepared.
1: <laughs> so I know we want to talk to you about, you know, overcoming your fear of doing live video. Yeah. But before we get started, you know, Jim briefly alluded to your background, but can you tell viewers and listeners how you got started with live video? I mean, did you just, you know, figure out, well, hey, live is my passion or were you also maybe operating in a similar field?
3: Well, I, you know, I grew up listening to the radio and watching a lot of TV. Thankfully I had, I mean, I, my parents are still around and, and thankfully they, they believed, hey, you know, rather than go anywhere, let's just watch TV.
0: <laughs> That's
3: not true. <laughs> but I've always had this fascination with it. And so I actually got in radio years ago as a DJ before I ever got into television. And that immediately introduced me to the world of life. Um, and, and you know, there is, there is a transition to live streaming when like right now, you know, I'm looking at my camera lens, my monitor is under it. So it actually looks kind of like I'm looking down. Right. But in a way, radio is that way. You turn the mic on and you talk as if there are people listening. What I found out is if you ro- if you screw up royally, oh, they'll let you know. You know <laughs> that concert's not next week. Oh, okay, thank you. And then from there, I got into television, and to me, television was just the natural um, evolution. Uh, Radio is my first love because I started in it, got back in it uh, a couple of years ago, just doing some part time stuff just to see if I still could and enjoyed it. But but when I got into TV, then you mixed in you know the visual with the audio. And my first gig in TV for a few years it was all produced and then I got to work for a station. I think the first one the first was independent then the second one I think it was a CBS affiliate where you work with the news folks and you know you, you you're like live all the time. I mean you don't even think about it it's like you know you you need to go live at a moment's notice and you just kind of got used to it and so I mean I've been around it for so long and I you know my my mother is the type of personality that will will talk to anybody anywhere which as a child just I thought what, what
1: what what
3: is wrong with you stop it and now I realize that no it 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 allowed me cuz I'm I'm actually in a crowd I'm not the most like hey let's go meet everybody I'm like I'll just kind of chill over here and act like I know people but it allowed me to kind of like just be myself and 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 come out and talk and not worry about it. And I think that plays into live just as much as produced because if it happens, it's going to happen live. And if there's a mistake that can happen, I've probably made it live.
1: <laughs> well, and a lot of people, I mean, they look at live videos. So live videos, you know, live in the moment, but it's also produced in a way, if you think about it, because... Yeah. you have to plan out your shots you have to plan out oh, your yeah. scene you know what camera view you're going to bring on for example when, when i started this it was the two of us on screen and then we transitioned to that you know having the guests on for example mm-hmm. so you know there is an art of i mean there's practice involved yeah it's not just yeah. i'm going to go live on camera and everybody's going to show up and everybody wants to see me you have to also give them a reason i think to see you as well you know yeah. and and then obviously transitions to like the information that's the, the core, I think of live video is that whatever you're producing live, the information needs to be really good.
3: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's called run of show. Sometimes it's called format and things like that. And I, I think there's, you know, there's the, just the personal, I'm just going to do something fun, which I'll do occasionally with, you know, our, our youngest son or something like that. Cause he has special needs. And occasionally we want to update people what's going on. And that's just like, Hey, let's, let's just do something fun. But then there's the more, hey, I've got something I want to present, whether it's around video marketing or your business or a nonprofit or something like that. And you need to to really kind of think it out. How will that flow? And and one of the mistakes I think people make, and it's interesting, is if they're doing produced video over time, you kind of figure out a format. Doesn't mean you can't deviate from it. But mm-hmm. then when they go to live, it's like, well, heck, I, I don't I don't know what to do. Well, there's a format. Follow it. You know, Mm -hmm. it may be longer. You may again may deviate. You may change it up. I mean, my live shows now don't look anything like they did a year ago because I learned from mistakes and I don't like this and may change a graphic up, may just ditch the open altogether and just get into it. People are asking Mm -hmm. questions. I wasn't anticipating, but but then, well, you know, I'm going to, I can't talk to them because I have a format. No, maybe I need to engage with them because they're showing up.
2: Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. No, and I was going to say, Kevin, I think that's a great point. You know, it's your show, right? It's your format. And it's, I think it's interesting sometimes when you kind of listen to the masses, it's like, oh, well, you got to have a countdown timer and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I I think it goes back to create the show that you are proud of, and that you are comfortable with, and it's okay to change it. I I mean, yeah, you may say this isn't working, right? It's that whole testing mentality. Yeah.
3: You know, and it's funny. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up countdown timers. Now, here's the th- the thing. As much as I fought them and fought them, I've recently added one, uh, but I kept it to a minute and yeah. I may even still ditch it. Um, but I think I see too many people getting so focused on, hey, where can I get a countdown timer? I need a countdown timer. How, how can I get a countdown? Can I make a countdown timer? In fact, I've got a video coming up pretty soon on my channel about how to make one because I know people are looking for that, right? right. And it's like, dude, or do that. there's so much other stuff you need to be focused on right now. What are you going to talk about on your show? Oh, I don't know, but I need a timer. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you don't. No, you, you want one because you've seen other people do it.
1: And have, here's the other thing. Having a very, and I know we want to make sure we get back to the main topic, obviously. But having a slickly produced show doesn't matter if the content is not good or if you don't have people actually showing up, I'll yeah. tell you, I mean, I'm in the same boat you were Kevin when I started social chatter years and years ago. And what I did actually was I took note cards and I scripted out every single scene. And then I looked at it like, okay. I, and and, and the, the stream might've been a couple of hours and I was like, okay, this is great, but Oh, it's not moving in the middle because nobody's going to watch for three hours. And the things that, you know, so I listened I looked at what I was doing, I Looked at the people I would chat with and whatnot. And then I moved you know, and adjusted things. And I didn't adjust everything at once. I added certain things. I tried to tighten things up. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I set a goal for myself and said, hey, you know what? This show is going to be 45 to 60 minutes. And I'm going to do my best to keep it to 45 to 60 minutes. And the first episode, maybe it's three hours. The next one, oh, maybe it's two hours. Yeah. You slowly whittle it down to where it is a very focused and very tightly run show. And it allows for all those other elements to happen. Yeah.
3: Well, and, you know, and, and going back to the things that, I mean, you also need to find a groove that works for you. Right. And the thing I've noticed about recently adding countdown timers is that, I mean, there's something that's just, there's that adrenaline rush. When you hit live and you see it and it's live and it starts counting up. Right. You know, there's really no going back at that point. And I've accidentally gone live before too. And there's really no going back on that. But the thing is, what I have what I'm starting to discover is I'm I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready to go. And I launch the countdown and I wait. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting. And even though it's only a minute, sometimes a minute seems like a long time. Yeah. And and so there's and then there's that whole psychological thing. This is what I think about too is that the people that have shown up At 11 o'clock. And they Mm -hmm. see this countdown. I mean, I just thought about this. But, you know, think about movie theaters, you know, back when we could go. Mm -hmm. And the showtime was 7.15. And you get there and 7.15 rolls around and you get all the commercials and, you know, don't bring out your phones. And then let's run some trailers. And then maybe about 7.40, they start the movie. Mm -hmm. And then I know, I think it was in New York. This was uh, only a few years ago theaters then started publishing the actual start time. So it'd be like 7:15 commercials and trailers, 7:42 movie starts. Which you got to think those advertisers just had to be so happy about that. But we've trained people that yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, eventually. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so then so I you know, it's just I I probably will get away from the countdown timers. I tried it. Just get into the show. Get into the show get into the content, have fun with it, be engaging, offer something that helps somebody and just get
1: off. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Okay. So before all of that though, obviously. So what are some of the fears that people have about live video? It's like I know they can do all this stuff. They can, yeah. you know, yeah. they put that countdown timer in. They can yeah. start the show and get going. But the key thing is they have to actually get to the. They have to actually yeah. get in front of their, for example, in front of their camera or their computer yeah. to actually go live. So, like, can you maybe share with uh, with viewers and listeners, you know, some of the biggest fears that people have about live video? Like, oh, I, I
3: think I think by far the number one fear, and I hear it and I've seen it, is afraid of making a mistake because if i'm if i'm producing the video and you don't know that it took me 5 takes just to say my name <laughs> you know the easy things that we stumble over that mm-hmm. i'm live then all of a sudden if i if i if i butcher it or or i had a live show where instead of hitting my open i hit the close i just had to play with it hey guys so at the end of it i said by the way since you saw the close earlier here's the open goodbye and i just rolled with it and had fun mm-hmm. and it's, it's that fear of being vulnerable, I think, which I can't say. It's, you know, well, somebody's going to see me that way, but that's really what intrigues me when people will, I mean, again, we talk about, you know, having a script, but can get off script that, mm-hmm. oh, somebody brings up a good point. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. I think that is by far the, um, the biggest stopper of people going live. That I'm just going to make a mistake, and I don't want to put myself out there, so I won't. And I, I always say it's just it, it, you know it just it robs the world of your gifts that you give people so you can help them do something.
1: And I will say this also. So there's a couple of things here. If you compare, like, and, and I like the example you gave about you're ro- robbing the world of your gifts. For example, so it's anybody who's a musician, for example, or you know you see all these. These autobiographical like films, for example, about like a rap artist or somebody like that, you know, that just put stuff out there, like put it out there, put it out there, put it out there, not seeing any return, for example, you know. And the thing is, if they had never done that, they would not be where they're at. I'll use Eminem as an example for, you know, Eminem. You know, he had a very rough upbringing, you know, the guy went on to win umpteen Grammys. I think he won an Oscar as well. And you know, for people that wonder, well, hey, why is somebody else so far ahead, for example, than I am? A lot of it just really comes down to mindset, you know, and not being afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I also think of it like this. I mean, when we go meet, when we could meet in person, we don't get a practice. You know, if I go meet you for the first time, I'm not like, hey, uh," I mean, like, oh, I stumble over my name. Big deal. What do I do? Oh, hey, I laugh it off and I move on. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: So it, that's, that's a great point. Cause I've seen people afraid to live stream. They don't have a problem, like speaking at a conference in front of a thousand people. And it's like, you can see them. You can see, you can see the minute you've lost them. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They arrive late, you know? And so, so there's that, there's that point. Um, I think another mm-hmm. thing that stops people is I just, you know, I've, I've, I've got to have all this big equipment and expensive gear. And if I don't have, you know, when I get the right camera, then I'll start going live. And it's like, well, what, why don't you help me here? What, what camera is that that is the right camera?
2: The $5,000 one that I can't afford.
3: <laughs> the one I don't have. Yeah, yeah. The but, but one wait, you've sure. got that I don't have. Then I would go live.
2: If we had
1: classified that as an item, what would you say? Would you call it equipment? Would you say... You know, lack of equipment. What are you thinking?
3: Well, I mean, I, I think people think ultimately that it's okay. So I, I'll give you an example. I, I personally have never produced a video and don't anticipate one about do something like a pro. Mm-hmm. Because one, I, I think that is so intimidating. And I th- right now, I think there's business owners that they're just trying to figure out how to talk about what they do just Mm -hmm. to keep going another month. They're not worried about trying to be a pro. Now we know that there are things that you can do to make your live stream look better and your video look better or sound better Mm -hmm. or, you know, light. We've all got lights and mics and good cameras, but I think it's that fear of like, well, I don't have the right thing. So therefore I can't do it. Or, You know, somebody told me that, you know, I've got to have a webcam and I just don't have the cash right now. And it's like, but if you've got like a built in camera on your laptop and you've Mm -hmm. got something to say or sell or promote or passion or whatever,
1: go live, use what you've Mm -hmm. got. And
3: I think that that just keeps people from
1: just trying. Definitely. And I would say this, I mean, I I don't really like to look at viral videos and kind of add those as comparison, but. You have somebody that's filming, for example, a video and it goes viral. They're not setting up, let me get my expensive camera out. Let me get the expensive audio. They're not doing any of that. They're capturing it, for example, with the phone that they have, you know, and letting it do its thing. And the thing is, that's making it move the needle there is that they have something that is relevant that people need to see oh, or yeah. that people need to hear.
2: And I think to your point, Christian, one of the classics is, is Chewbacca Mom. I mean, who can't forget Chewbacca (laughs) mom. She's just filming herself on her cell phone. I think she was live on Facebook to her friends. And that thing literally just, it changed her life. That one video live, not thinking about, you know, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later here, you know, being in front of not a hundred thousand people, but millions of people changed her life in a positive way. And so I think, yeah, yeah, you got to get, You got to get over the whole, you know, you can start with a phone, right? You you don't, you don't need to go out and buy it. So I think, yeah, I think we make that excuse, you know, to Kevin's point of, I got to have all this stuff first. So I think, I think we use it more as an excuse Mm -hmm. than anything else.
3: And comparison. Exactly. I, I think comparison is just, it's, it's, it's a creativity killer and I'll, I'll be honest, it's hard not to do, you know, you we we've heard the term imposter syndrome and all that stuff. And and I think anybody that does what we do, they, you go through those moments of like, man, you know, you're feeling good and then you see something else and you're like, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not that good, but you don't have to be that good. You don't have to be that person. I remember mm-hmm. speaking at a, at a college once I used to uh, mentor, uh, actually, I still mentor a class a couple of times a year, a marketing class. And you know, I I said, how many people in here know Peter McKinnon? And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, how many people know? I may mean, not know, but you know, know of Casey Neistat? Yeah, yeah. And I said, here's the thing: we don't need another Casey Neistat. We've got if I if you want to try and be Casey Neistat, I'll watch Casey Neistat. I'm not going to watch you. So Great. so just just be you, and don't worry about the next person. You can learn from people all day long. Right. But then it's like, well, I don't, I don't, I can't do this and I can't do that. And maybe you're not supposed to, maybe you're not supposed to, you know, somebody may say they don't have the gift of gab. I do. Right. But you may have the gift of something else that I don't have.
1: And you also have to look at it. So for some of these people, for example, they have teams for the mm-hmm. most part that are doing all of their work. So yeah. all they are is personality on camera, they're yeah. not doing the editing. They might be doing some of the script writing, probably not. You know, they're not doing any of the effects, any of like any of the stuff that goes along, any of the filming, any of the sound. So they typically have all that stuff done by a team. And so yeah. that's the thing. I mean, it's to where, like, going back to your example earlier about people that want to, you know, like being like a pro, for example, why being like a pro, why not be a pro at yeah. what you do? And that just means really looking. Okay, so if somebody has a style or something that they do that you think you know is what you want to do, produce your content to the best of your abilities yeah. and continue to level it up. Okay, so yeah. people are afraid of making mistakes. They don't have the right equipment. What's the third thing, by the way, uh, that people have fear that people have about being on uh, live?
3: Well, I think it goes into the comparison. It's just that that, you know, I'm not going to be as good as that person, which maybe is a fear thing, you know, or, or they've got all this or they've got all that. Or maybe they've got a crew, you know, maybe they've got that. And I just I don't have that. So therefore, since I don't stack up to that, I can't possibly do it. Or, you know, wow, they've they've been live streaming for a year. There's no reason I can get into it now as if everybody has watched them we forget that there's always every day there's new people coming to a platform there's two new people discovering something there's new people who need something and probably there's somebody somewhere who needs something that you have something that you're wanting to help them with mm-hmm. but you got to put it out there because if you don't your competition will
1: and i will say this though i'm going to touch base on the you know the fact that people are comparing themselves to others so for example if they look and say well hey somebody has a year of live streaming under their belt and they, and someone else doesn't have that. So you guys know Colonel Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Kentucky fried chicken. So he didn't start, he actually didn't start out being famous. So, you know, he actually started. And the crazy thing was, let me say how old he was. Actually. He was pretty far into his life when he started Kentucky fried chicken. Wow. And so for people to be, you know, saying, Oh, like if you start like, oh, you just start early, for example. Oh, I'm already past the age, for example. There's no age limit. There's no yeah. limitation on, well, hey, you have to be over 18, for example, to start doing live video. Yeah. You no, know, there's nothing that says, well, hey, oh, once you pass 40, for example, oh, big deal, you know, y- you can't do anything. Oh, you're not a kid, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. For example, look at uh, Tony Hawk, for example. The guy is oh, yeah. you're in yeah. skateboarding, and what is he doing now, like, He's transitioning in a way, but he still skates. And the thing is, you know, so it's not like he hit a point where, oh, hey, I'm not going to skate anymore. He still contributes to the sport in a number of different ways. So, you know, so, um, anything else you want to add here on this question?
2: No, I think, I think those are all great. I think it it kind of really that comparing, I think in a sense is the imposter syndrome, but I love what you bring up because, you know, as I have gotten older, you know, I, I'll just say that uh, I started later in this whole marketing thing than most people because I had a previous career. But mm-hmm. if I listen to like you're saying the pundits like, oh, well, you can't start doing live video. You're too old. Yeah. If anything, live video allows us to do something because we're in control. Yeah. So nobody can tell me what to do. It's a matter of me not letting the voices inside my head do that. And, you know, I, I always l- like that term, right? The the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Well, the journey to a right. hundred or 200 live streams starts with the first one.
1: Yeah.
3: And I'm yeah.
2: sure all of us would like to burn our first one, but it's good to know where we came from.
3: Yeah. I, I would just add that. And I, and I hadn't thought about it until I think Christian was saying it, but social media, uh, the internet, it's kind of leveled the playing field for anybody, you know? So I love the idea that you're not too old now, you know, there, there's an age, you know, I mean, there's a, the, the age 13 with the legal and things like that. But, you know, there's kids that can be on with their families and things like that. But, you know, I mean, I worked in the world of television and, you know, you'd always do the the research on the anchors. And then we know how Hollywood works with television shows and stuff like that. And, you know, there is an age thing there where actors will get a little too old for a role. You know, I don't know that we want to see a 90 year old James Bond. I'm just thinking. Yeah. could be wrong
1: but by, by the way yeah no go ahead no go ahead go ahead.
3: but you know but social media just changed all that it just did you know and and with that so like yeah if you're if you're 80 start you know if you're if you're 14 start i mean you know it, it you can do what you want to because because it's there and there's so many free ways to use it too
1: Definitely. Right. So I want I So I was. Sorry for interrupting you there. I was actually surprised. So okay, I found the age when Colonel Sanders started KFC. What, what do you guys think it was? So he, he was nine years old. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. 63. I'll say 59. 59. He was sixty-five when wow. he started KFC. You know, most people at sixty-five are on. You know, the the downward slope, even though there really is no downward slope, it's however, you know, it's how you look at it, and how you think about it. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. I mean, so for example, to so all the people that say, hey, I'm too old to start doing live streaming, you're not too old to start live streaming. For example, maybe the topic, you know, you need to change the topic. But, you know, to Jim's point as well, I mean, Jim said, hey, you got started in the marketing side later in your career, because you had a career. So right. if you even wanted to, you could pick up what you have been doing in your career and yeah. that can be what you actually live stream about because yeah. you aren't knowledgeable about that subject. So, uh, so by the way, so why is it important, you know, to be knowledgeable about the subject, you know, you're going to be talking about Kevin?
3: Well, I, you know, l- let me throw this in and I think that we'll answer it too. I, I actually think sometimes that, Folks that don't have the background in broadcasting may be just as good because sometimes when you jump into something, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know about you, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Home Depot and bought something because I know I can fix that. <laughs> and then I can't, you know, I mean, we, we redid a kitchen once and I decided I could do the plumbing under the sink and I sketched it out and I can't draw. And I got to the to the hardware store. and The guy's like, can I help you? I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. So I just need one of these and I need one of those that looks like it'll fit. I got home and and it leaked within about a day. Mm -hmm. But I tried, right? And then I learned some other stuff. And I think sometimes where people, Roger Wakefield, Mm -hmm. who is on YouTube and just went over as of of when we're taping this, it just went over 100,000 subscribers. And he goes live on LinkedIn and everything like that. He's a plumber. And I and I said to him the other day, I said, you know, it's it's what I love is that people say, oh, he's just a plumber. How could that happen? You know, and he goes, Kevin, I am just a plumber. He didn't come from a background of of production. He knows plumbing. And so he used the tools and he used the resources in front of him to help people with that. And, And he'll share a story. You guys ought to have him on here sometime. If you haven't, he'll share stories about other plumbers that hate on him all the time. Cause you're giving away all the trade secrets. You're telling everybody what to do. He's like, really? They come to me now because they trust me and I'm just a plumber. So I, I think that, I think that is, is it. So knowing the basics and things like that, like where to look mm-hmm. and things like that, but you can get so caught up with trying to know everything that you don't even start doing anything. And I think that's just, that's so dangerous. So dangerous.
2: Right. So staying on the topic here too of, of overcoming your fear, how do we learn to talk to the camera, Kevin? because I think that's part of the challenge because we're right. alone we you know we tend to have these preconceived notions of where we sh- should look what what do you what's your advice to to the listeners and viewers?
3: So it sounds so silly simple, but I'm not a guru and I'm not an expert despite what you said. Um, I think the way you do it, it the way you get over it you, you do it. And one of the things that I've coached people to do is if they've never shot a video before ever is or, or gone live, pull out their phone, shoot something and post it. Don't look at it and keep it in their camera roll and show it to their family and then delete it. Because, I mean, you know, it's not like you have to have proof, but until you put it out there. I mean, put live aside, put video aside. There's always something in our lives that if we never tried that first time, we've, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've never, ever done it. I mean, I can't tell you some of the things that if I hadn't have just tried it, you know, I wouldn't have ever known what it was like or learned from it. Riding a bike. Holy Mm -hmm. cow. I mean, just the simple things like driving a stick shift. I, my, my first car was a stick shift. I'd never driven a stick shift in my life. My closest friend said, hey, I'll help you. I didn't realize he was just going to have comic relief at my expense. He took me to the steepest hill around us going up, and the light hit red, and it turns green, and he looks at me and goes, time to go. (laughs) I choked out three times. I ran the light, but dadgummit, I drove a stick after that. So I tried it. I mean, you might as well try the things that scare you and find out why they scare you, why they intimidate you, and then realize, wait a minute, I may not be the best at it, but I'm good at it, and I can communicate that way. And some people I I may have gotten off on a tangent. I I tend to do that.
1: Not at all. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes people also find something they're actually really good at. So, for example, they've had this fear for the longest time of like being on camera, for example, and there is really no, I mean, big deal. Like, okay, so what's going to happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? There the go. way yeah. we, psychological thing, we build this up in our minds that, Hey, I'm going to go live and people are going to laugh at me or they're going to, you know, do this, do that. Like they're going to basically dissect me. Yeah. And the thing is it, you also have to, you have to build up that thick skin, Yeah. you know, but, don't be afraid to do it. And the key thing yeah. is in order to learn how to actually do it or to figure out what you're good at, for example, into places, yeah. you have to try you have to put yourself out there.
3: Now, I think I think we do need to say, though, and, and, and to be fair, that when you put yourself out there, mm-hmm. you're taking a risk. And, and at some point there's going to, going to be, you know, a bad critique or a, hopefully not a lot of haters and bullying and things like that at all. But, but when you put yourself out there, you have to be willing to understand that not everybody's going to be enamored with you or like you or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the groups I was in Facebook groups, I was in the other day, there was a guy that, that I guess he has a, um, I don't know if he has a stuttering issue or a speech impediment or whatever. I've never seen his channel, but he mentioned that he's so self-conscious about doing it. He's afraid people are going to make fun of his voice. What should he do? And my advice was if they do make another video, don't let them define you because if they do, they win. They don't know who you are. They win. And it's like, you know, it just get on camera, try it, and do it. Um, worst case, you make America's funniest videos, and then you maybe make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's horrible <laughs> advice. Cut that out. Don't. Do that.
1: And I'll say this: like when I started recording video tutorials, you know, those are pre-recorded, but at the same time, so if you're going to make a five-minute video, it doesn't take five minutes typically, because then there's all oh, well, the hey, I have my lines, to do this, to do that, and. Keep in mind, by the way, you could actually take some of that content, even though it, it's live, you could actually download it and publish like e-roll. So it actually could work your advantage. You know, hey, I'm going to teach others as I get things going. But this is actually what I used to be like on camera, for
2: example, when yeah. I got started. Yeah. So, Jim, do we have any other questions for Kevin? Yeah, Ke- Kevin, you, you're bringing up some amazing points. And this may be where, too, the fear could be good or bad. Do you think it's better to stream live solo or with a guest?
3: Yes. Um, so I do both and love both. Um, I did a, uh, a video podcast show for, for three years, three seasons, whatever called two guys talking about good buddy of mine. And you know, there, there's something about feeding off somebody else like this. Um, mm-hmm. I've done, bunch of interviews, just, I mean, throughout my career, but even more recently on my channel. And there's something about that. The flip side though, is if if you don't have somebody to co-host with, <clears throat> excuse me, or a guest or something like that, again, don't use that as an excuse. Um, you know, good or bad, I'll, I'll let viewers and listeners decide. I, <laughs> I can fill a lot of time. A lot of time talking. Um, can I get off topic? Yes. I'm. Sorry. What do you say? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I can get off topic. But at the same time, I think it 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 helps me. But yet, if I've got a co-host or an interview, um, I have to understand that the reason I'm bringing the person on the show, or the reason I've asked them on there, is not to show my expertise. Is to let them shine. So that's why I said yes, is that if if you can do a show with a co-host or a guest occasionally in an interview, do it. If you can't, but you've still got something you want to talk about, do it. And then maybe mix it up from time to time and see what works.
1: Love that. Very good. Love that. So, Jim, you want to take the next
2: one as well? Yeah. So building an audience is hard. So how can people overcome streaming to an empty room, so to speak?
3: Well, I like to think of it as, you know, this sounds kind of sick, but you know, you go in not assuming anybody's going to show up. You hope people do. I mean, now look, I'm not an idiot. Well, that's a different show. I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not crazy. That could be a different show. My point is when, when I go in, I hope people are going to show up. I hope they're going to engage. I hope they're going to ask questions, but I go in not expecting anything, you know, from anyone. They don't owe me anything. Right. And. When somebody shows up, when somebody watches a video, when somebody likes or comment, I'm excited. Oops, sorry. I'm excited, you know. Um, now there's that thing you always hope it's more, but at the same time. So, you know, you go into it as if there were like thousands watching. Thousands. Um, because a lot of times people will be watching. They may just not want to comment. And, and a friend of mine used to, oh, he used, <laughs> he used to get so wound up about that. And he would, and he was like, well, nobody's commenting, nobody's doing this. But we'd look at the analytics and there were, it was a ton of views. And what I told him, I said, well, how many times do you watch something? And unless it just moves you in, in an extreme position one way or the other, never take the time to comment or say anything. And he was like, yeah, I didn't think about that. So I think you just, you show up as if there's, you know, a room full of people. You talk to a room full of people. I do think you have to connect that, make that, that, that one-on-one connection. And but a lot of that is just looking right at the camera, as if I'm looking at some person mm-hmm. and talking. Uh, I personally don't buy into. You can't ever say, "Hey, you guys." You always have to say, "You." I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that matters one way or the other. I think your personality, you know, lends to that. But I, I think you have to show up even if nobody else does, because the minute you stop doing that and they show up, you're done because they're going to say, yeah, you're, you're a faker. You're only here for the audience. You're only here for that. And
1: I mean, who wants to follow that? I don't. Yeah. I mean, so it's, I think, you know, for a lot of people, it can be very frustrating to show up to an empty room, but you, you know, we talked about this a bit earlier, like you do need to develop that, you know, really thick skin. So for example, if people do one of you or give you a hard time, you need to let that bounce off of you. And I would also say this, if you're doing a live video and let's say no one shows up or you have one to two people. So here's the thing you have to remember for live video, the value is often in the replay. So, you know, we're in a culture where previously if a show was on at 6 p.m. at night, you would tune in. And then we got into the TiVo culture where people could record whenever they wanted to. And then that has become the norm to now where, okay, there's, you know, people weren't showing up at 6 p.m. just because, you know, that was when that show was on. They wanted to watch on their own time. So people might watch the replay. They might watch on their own time. And, you know, uh, the point I'm trying to get across here is, you know, as as far as like you doing your show, like the key thing is you want to make sure that. If people aren't showing up, it also means you may want to actually look at your business overall. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, if, if the needle's not moving, like, and I don't say like, do this once, do this maybe over the course of what, probably a few months, Hey, I'm going to commit to doing a live video and I do yeah. a live video, get myself on camera and I get confident with it. If people are not showing up, I also then might want to look at it and say, are there things I'm not doing? For example, yeah. if I'm emailing my email list telling them about the show and they're not showing up, hmm, there might be a problem there. Yeah. If, you know, if I'm trying to go live and, you know, and I'm, I've spent all this time building this show, like, again, if people are not, you know, if they're not engaging with the content, well, then maybe I need to pull that out of them. You know, yeah. maybe ask a question, for example, during the show, Jim, is there anything you want to add to this?
2: No, I think those are I think those are great points, and I think uh, you know I I love the the whole thing too, right? You gotta you gotta realize that I think it is in the replay view, right? Don't get hung up on the fact that people aren't showing up. And I love how at the beginning of this uh, episode too, Kevin kind of gave that example of you're waiting for people to show up, like where are they? Where are they? And and what you gotta remember, it's like the you know the short attention span theater. If you're sitting there waiting for people to show up, well, on the replay. If I come to your replay and you're sitting there waiting to get to your point, I may never get to where you did bring up your point. So you have to, well, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that whole countdown timer problem. As soon as that countdown timer ends, you better be going at it or I'm not going to forgive you and I'm not coming back. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, if, you know, I have several friends that have, have been live streaming longer than me and things like that. And I, I think if you were to ask them, the number one thing they would tell you is, is just show up and be consistent. You know, we know YouTube rewards consistency, but they don't define it. So, you know, if I live stream a couple of weeks and like, well, I didn't get a lot of feedback, I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't give chan- a, a chance to, to find it, um, you know, going back to the TV world. We would, it it seemed like, and I worked for a Fox station for a long time. It seemed like sometimes there would be, uh, we had a lot of great shows, but then sometimes we'd have shows that should have never come out. And then other ones that they just didn't give enough time, you Mm -hmm. know, they got the overnights and it didn't perform well and we'll give it one more week and then it's done. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally believe that over time it wasn't just Fox, the networks trained viewers to think, well, do I want to get vested in this? Because it's probably just going to go away. And I think mm-hmm. that's where streaming comes in. You know, if, if there's like eight episodes, nine episodes, ten episodes. I, you know, I've got that complete season as opposed to, you know, we're launching a new show. And then after three episodes, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what the heck? You know, and and you you train people. You train people not to show up. You train people not to do stuff. Um but yeah, you've also got to be looking at your stuff. And, you know, I did a live show the other day and, and I just didn't feel good about it when it was over. And I went back and looked and I thought, holy cow, it took me way too long to get into it. Mm-hmm. And so exactly thinking for the playback, I'm like, well, you know, would I want to watch this and sit through that long to get to the point? Heck no. So you've got to kind of learn and try and and you know not do the same thing all the time and think everybody's going to show up but be willing to change put yourself out there and adapt it you know it could even be just a different day a different time a different format that works better different platform
1: definitely you and jim you and i have talked about this very topic a lot about in the in the vein of podcasting and it's the fact that for example, you know, podcasting live video, sort of two different things, but people will publish a podcast and then they will put out a handful of shows and then they quit, for example. And you know, and the thing is, if you look at like the stats, there's not people that have tons of episodes out there. There's a lot of people, there's more people that have a handful of episodes because they just stopped doing it, for example, or they aren't willing to, you know, let me actually listen to my show and let me see if there's things that I need to improve for example and let me actually be a critic of myself you know a critic in the sense that, like just being honest with myself hey to your point kevin that intro mm-hmm. it shouldn't be five minutes. it should be 30 seconds to a minute i'd like to give people this example every time they're trying to produce any sort of show you know first thing you got to show up but the other yeah. part to it is key is if you're not sure how to produce a show for example or how to build your show watch Like you watch, everybody watches TV, right? Or you've watched someone else's show. Break down that person's show. Is the intro 30 seconds? Is it five minutes? Did you, for example, in watching that, did you actually get bored with that intro? That actually might tell you something. Listen to your
2: own gut, listen to your own intuition. So Jim, um, what are the questions we have for Kevin? So we did want to know, what are some tips to help business owners learn how to live stream as if they were in front of a hundred thousand people. Cause I think that's a phrase you like to talk about.
3: Well, I, I think you, you've got to, you got to be clear what your, what your value proposition is, what you're selling, who your audience is. I mean, if you're, you know, like right now, if if you run a gym, I mean, who knows how long that's been going on? Well, It's like, what can I, how can I take that to online? I may have to adapt the way I might normally do it. Um, You know, again, all I've got is my camera or my, uh, my phone. I actually refer to my phone a lot as my camera too is, you know, well, maybe I need to figure out how to, how to, to, to shoot that. So I can, I can do it, you know? So there's some mechanics of that, but, You know, you've got to be. You got to enjoy it too, and be hungry. I mean, I'll go back to Roger Wakefield. I mean, watch Mm -hmm. any one of his videos; the dude is just having a good time, Um, and he's just a plumber. So I Mm -hmm. think when when business owners realize, I heard a stat the other day. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Like as of right now, there's still only sixty two percent of businesses that have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Now that's not saying that they're all using it the right way, Mm -hmm. but that's not. A lot considering how many aren't even on there mm-hmm. and talk about what a great way to get in front of your customers, even locally, and talk about what you have to offer, how you can solve mm-hmm. that problem, how you can be a friend, whether it's relationship advice or plumbing. Mm-hmm. So I I would say how you get started is realizing that there's there's still never been a better time to get into video and live. And it will continue to grow. And I think this this year has seen it explode. And I don't think it's going to slow down. So see how it can be an asset to your business as opposed to something that I just can't figure out. So I don't want to use it.
0: And
1: I will say this also, you know, in the vein of video. So in addition to you know, what are you selling? You also have to look at your industry. For example, if you're a plumber. People are always going online to learn how to do something. And part of the reason is, you know, yes, they want to do it themselves. They want that. They want to feel empowered, I guess, in a way that they are capable of doing something, you know, because, for example, let's talk about plumbing. To your point, when you were trying to install some plumbing, Mm -hmm. if you told yourself, oh, I can't do this. I'm not a professional, for example. (laughs) I'm not. You know, I don't, I didn't go to, I don't even know if there's school for plumbing. I didn't get the certification for plumbing. You know, you're yeah. basically um, shorting yourself before you even get yeah. started. And so it's the same exact thing. I mean, I've watched, for example, there's been times where I need to fix something. I'm going to use the plumbing example here. There are times when I needed to fix something in my house and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I went on YouTube first and I didn't care how good the quality was of a video. Oh, is it great, for example? Yeah. Oh, is the audio hard to hear? Because half the time, somebody doing it on a, you know, a very low quality phone, for example, it didn't bother me yeah. because after the information. So if I'm a business right now, I need to look at my business and say, are there things that could translate perfectly for YouTube, for example? And yeah. if there's somebody doing it, great. If there's not, I now have... An yeah. area that I focus on to give me some practice.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think we all know Sean Cannell, and and he'll say all day long, you know, done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And and somebody even added that the other day that perfection is is like the absolute killer of trying to get anything out and done, and and he's right and. You know, audio is really even the most important thing of video and people forget that if they can't hear you, they're probably going to keep looking, but they'll put up with some really crappy video if they can get to what they need. And so, um, you know, it'd be better just to put it out there and learn as you go to get out there to help your business, to help your family, to help your community rather than keep waiting for it to be
1: perfect. So how do I, so that whole hundred thousand people thing, for example, a lot of people, you know, I want to compare it to like stage fright, maybe people Mm -hmm. think like, Oh, there's all these people out there, but you know, is there like, are there any tricks that you use, you know, when you're going live, for example, to um, let's see, in a way to like build yourself, I don't want to say build yourself up for like artificially, but to build yourself up to where you feel confident and you're going to own that camera and that stage.
3: Well, I I drink heavily. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> well, there is one little thing I do. Um, again, and and this is more of my produce shows, not just the one off with my you know son or kids or whatever. Um, I do a quick run through and record it, and a lot of that is just to see do I have the right buttons, you know, and do I have the thought in my head and stuff like that. Just does everything work? Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean something can't go wrong. Um, but I, I kind of do that. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I think for me, I'm, I'm a people person. Um, I love it. I love video. I love going live. There's an energy there that you just don't. And I do a ton. I do probably a ton more produced video, but there's different energy, totally different energy. I mean, even when radio and I was doing overnights, there's something about just turning that mic on and being in that moment and enjoying it um so i don't i don't know i mean i i i don't know this is a compliment i've had people say you're always on you know or i guess the the real one is they look at my wife and goes he like that all the time at home and she's like yeah yeah, pretty much you know i mean i just wake up ready to go and i crash hard at late night
1: love it you think it's bringing the energy i mean it's being prepared for example it's knowing material yes so You know, if you tell yourself you're not an expert, for example, you tell yourself, oh, I'm scared of being on camera, you're going to be afraid of being on camera. Yeah. And that's not going to change until you and I don't want to turn this into a psychological thing, you know, but you need to tell yourself, Yeah, build yourself up, like maintain that, you know, that bulletproof armor, for example. No one's gonna make fun of you. Nothing's gonna, you know, the world's not gonna end because you did a live video, for example, and it didn't turn that. Yeah. Yeah. So bring energy. Is there anything you want to add? Because I know you are really big about, we talk a lot about, you know, get better at least 1% every single day. I mean, anything else you want to add on that? well?
2: Well, no, I think, I think it is. It's just, it's practice. It's practice. If you're not good at something, you know, join as an example, Toastmasters is a great organization to help you with your public speaking, you know, because everyone is there to help you get a little bit better, right? By getting a little bit better, you know, love like the fact that Kevin does, these videos ahead of time to just say, does everything work? And I think that's a great thing, right? Cause nothing is worse than like showing up to go live. And all of a sudden, well, this didn't work the way I thought it would. Well, why didn't you test it? Yeah. Testing mm-hmm. is so important.
3: Yeah. And you know, I, let me throw this out too. And, and it's a, it's a real world practical thing. A long time ago in another state far, far away, I thought, Hey, I'm going to play golf, you know, cause I had some friends play, not the putt putt. I was pretty good at putt putt. So I go mm-hmm. out and I buy clubs Mm -hmm. and I've never played golf in my life. And I went from, wow, you're really not good to quickly. Dude, you suck. (laughs) And guess what? People would say, you want to take lessons? No, I'll figure it out. Well, again, I think you have to keep trying some things, but it's like, I I never put anything into it. And I finally just was so bad. I sold it and I quit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you, if you don't keep trying and you don't learn some things along the way, maybe some, take some classes or like you mentioned the Toastmasters, you know, or, or ask people to review it, not your family. They'll always love you. Somebody who doesn't know you, you know, maybe take, you know, get some books and things like that and, and see what you can improve on while remaining yourself in there. But I was just dumb and arrogant. I was going to figure out golf on my own. And I was, uh, it was the only sport To this day, I've quit in the middle of the sport. I think it was the twelfth green when, when the club I threw went further than the ball I hit. Never played since.
1: (laughs) To your point, by the way, I mean if somebody, if you're not comfortable, for example, being on camera, and you've got a fear of being on camera go, for example, check out Toastmasters, Jim, is there a cost for people to take Toastmasters and we're not plugging things just, no, it's,
2: it's a very, very low cost to join a club, but you can also visit for free. There's other programs out there that you can download to to Kevin's point. And and I think even just getting that evaluation from, you know, people that you trust, you know, that way we stay away from the friends and family. Cause uh, I, I think that's a great point, Kevin. I mean, uh, I I always kind of laugh when you think about American Idol, some of those people that that get booted off that their family thought they were great, but nobody else did. Um, (laughs) So I think that's, that's something to remember. And, um, but yeah, just, just practice. And then, and then don't forget, one of the reasons that we launched this podcast is that we want to help people get better at live video. You know, we've got, you know, ourselves and we have resources as well to help people with, because this is something that's not going away. To, to Kevin's point earlier, more people are going to enter this space. And, you know, I I, there, I don't know that there's a lot of podcasts about live streaming. That's why we started. So, so Kevin, what's a great way for uh, people to connect with you?
3: Uh, my website is probably one of the best places. It's kevincalby.com. Um, I'm also on YouTube and uh, on Facebook, uh, Kevin Calby Media. Um, I'm on Twitter a little. But uh, those are the best places and uh, they can send me a message or DM me or something like that. And uh, love to love to connect with folks and see if we can work together and help each other.
2: Well, awesome. And so we want to thank everyone for joining us for episode 28 of launch your live. And this is where we discussed overcoming your fear of live video. And we look forward to you guys catching us on the next episode And please make sure to follow us here, not only on YouTube, but subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel, and we would love for you to leave us a review. Thanks, everyone, and thanks, Kevin.
1: See you.
0: Thanks for having me on. We appreciate you joining us. So until next time, keep going live.